I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness Episode 58. Today, we talk about being in control of your moods so they don't control you. It's time to get control of yourself on this life changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life Changing Wellness. Life Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to today's program. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Sarah Hanna Silverstein, the author of the book Moodtopia, Tame Your Moods, De-Stress, and Find Balance Using Herbal Medicines. She is a master herbalist, classical homeopath. She is a board-certified lactation consultant, keynote speaker, wife, and a mother of seven children. She is regularly featured on TV news shows across the U.S. discussing how people can integrate alternative medicine with conventional medicine. And she has a much in-demand clinic which has grown rapidly as her success and fame flourished and people began flocking from all over seeking treatment for themselves and their children. And after working with over 20,000 clients for the past 20 years, she saw that most people needed help with their moodiness and created a program that teaches people how to be in control of your moods so they don't control you. So today, she will help you enter Moodtopia. So let's welcome our very special guest today, Sarah Hanna Silverstein. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Bond. I'm so looking forward to this. Well, I am too, because I love herbal medicine, and I think... In today's society, I think uh, the mood is changing, and I think we really need to get control of ourselves, so I'm really interested in what you have to say. But my first question to you is because when we talk about herbal medicine, a lot of people wonder, can beginners use herbs, and how do you get started using herbs? So yes, in my book, book Moodtopia, I have much information about how you can begin with herbs. I talk about the way I like you to use herbs. I talk a little bit about dosage and I introduce you to the herbs. So, you know, people don't realize that they use herbs all the time. I mean, parsley, cilantro, these are all herbs. Even garlic and onions in our old Materia Medica were considered herbs. So when you start to integrate herbs into your life, for instance, there's an herb called Skullcap, which is from the mint family. I mean, nobody thinks twice about drinking a cup of mint tea. It's delicious. It's soothing. So Skullcap being in the mint family is safe for most people to take. And it's an herb that helps with nervous agitation. So in my book, Mutopia, I speak about using herbs in tincture form as opposed to tea. I love teas, but I haven't seen, I work mostly in New York and LA, which are kind of the two craziest cities in the US. <laughs> so most of my clientele are not sitting down, putting their feet up and drinking a cup of tea. If you are a tea drinker, herbs and teas are great. But if you're on the run and going and moving, you can always take these herbs in tincture, which is a little liquid form that you can keep in your backpack, your briefcase, your purse, and take it with you when you're on the run. Well, I love that because I'm I'm with you on that. I, I love the tinctures. I love the extracts. I like the fact that they are more powerful and in most cases very quick acting compared to a lot of the teas out there. And 
you know, I like herbal teas. I probably save more of my herbal teas towards either maybe green tea in the morning and maybe something soothing in the evening. So that works out great right. for many of us that way. But let's cover uh, a lot of the herbs that, uh, a lot of the ones that are your favorites uh, when it comes to various symptoms. So let's just say uh, someone is dealing with mild depression. Maybe they got a case of the blues. What are some of the good herbs that we can use for that? Right. So I always want to say that I'm not against Western medicine and psychotropic drugs do help many people and can be life saving. But statistics show that one out of five Americans are taking psychotropic meds. And I've just experienced that there's, you know, that gray area before you really necessarily need those meds. And that's where herbs shine. So if you're having uh, symptoms of depression, you know, everybody's depression can be so different. I mean, one person gets depressed and they overeat. Another person gets depressed and they lose their appetite. The next person gets depressed and they're sleeping all the time. And the next person gets depressed and they have insomnia and can't sleep. So when we use these general terms in my office, I like to break it down to really see how these moods are manifesting in each person. But if you're kind of feeling depressed and you've lost that zest for life and it's hard to get the, the boost to get you going, there is an herb called rhodiola. And there's so many clinical studies coming out of Russia and other places around the world. Rhodiola has a bit of a boost to it. It's not a stimulant like caffeine and it can really help Get that mood back to where you want it to be. That's one of my favorite herbs for quote unquote depression. I, I love rhodiola. Uh, and for a lot of people who are listening uh, with my audience, could you explain the term adaptogen? Because I know that rhodiola is a very powerful adaptogen. And I'm glad that you brought it up because it's something that helps with our mood, maybe in a calming and in a protective manner. But like you said, there's also mood elevating. And a lot of times when it comes to mild depression, uh, anxiety, we, we need to elevate our mood a bit to kind of pull ourselves out of the blues. So could you explain the word adaptogen for my listeners? Sure. So adaptogen is kind of a term and an herb that helps us adapt, hence the word adaptogen, to life stresses. So for instance, if a client came to me with a sinus infection, I would give them herbs that work specifically on the mucous membranes and the sinuses. Whereas, excuse me, an adaptogen helps the whole body deal with stress. You know, people can cringe their toes when they have stress. They can get stomach aches. They can get migraines. So when we're talking about the effects of stress on the body, it really affects our whole being. Whereas if you twist your ankle and it gets swollen, your pain is primarily in the ankle. So the research has shown that there are certain herbs that are adaptogenic. They don't have a specific area that they work on. They work on the whole being. Adaptogens can be taken for a very long period of time. You can take them for months and years. You do not become resistant to them. It's not like if you take them for too long, they stop working. And they're kind of like taking your antioxidants in herb form just to protect the body during stressful times or even non-stressful times. I mean, I think living today with social media, you know, having to make sure you have enough followers, making sure you have <laughs> enough money to pay rent. I mean, that in itself is stressful. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I have a lot of uh, adaptogens that are my personal favorites as well. And, and rhodiola is definitely in the top three. So for all of you listening to today's program, 
you need to get rhodiola it is seriously probably uh it's it's a favorite among millions of people today and uh sarah Hanna, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that one up now let's talk about ver- uh, various herbs for people who are dealing with anxiety we have so much anxiety today and, and i hear herbs such as passion flower and and kava uh valerian which is really strong for those that maybe need some sleep but uh, what type of herbs do you like to use in the areas of anxiety all those herbs that you mentioned are wonderful herbs and we could go over those also one of my favorite herbs little less known herb for anxiety is an herb called blue vervain so blue vervain really helps with that panic now again if you are are experiencing real panic, you should speak with your doctor. You should speak with a master herbalist. You know, in my book, Moodtopia, I talk about herbs that I feel and studies show are generally safe. So blue vervain, I use for clients that do experience that panic. They can take it three times a day, even four times a day as needed, and it lessens the cortisol levels in your system. Um, it does not have a side effect of being sleepy or make you have brain fog or grogginess. So blue vervain is up there on my list. Now you mentioned kava because I'm a fan of kava. Kava works on those tense muscles that we get. So, you know, you're at work and you've got a coworker who's really getting on your nerves and always gets on your nerves. So your muscles tighten, tighten, tighten. So maybe some blue vervain during the day so you don't scream and yell at your coworker who probably needs to be yelled. <laughs> that, but that's another discussion. (laughs) And then when you get home from work, if you use some kava, either in tea form or tincture, it will calm those muscles down. I mean, every client that comes in my office, their neck is like rocks. Their shoulders are so tense. So a good massage is highly recommended. And medicinal massage just really helps lower those cortisol levels. I know that people think, oh, massage is just a splurge. I feel it should be part of your regular routine. And having some kava will help also. Well, let me ask you this, because... I'm a big fan of herbal medicine. Uh, I had the opportunity to study under world-renowned herbalist David Hoffman many years ago. And I want to get your take on the differences between using herbs for depression, anxiety, insomnia, and mood versus those things that we hear about called flower essences. What are the actual differences so that my listeners can know? So I'm also a classical homeopath, and Dr. Bach, who did Bach Flowers, Um, was also a homeopath. And at the time, from my understanding, Dr. Bach wanted to give a homeopathic version of plants that people could use themselves. So when you use homeopathic remedies, in my experience, you need to go to a homeopath that has studied and homeopathy can really make life-changing differences. I have to tell you this story because you brought it up. I had a (laughs) client that came to me, and I was new, and I had finished school, but I was just a beginner, and homeopathy comes in different strengths. 6X is the lowest, then 6C, then then, um, 30C and 200C, and I looked at my chart. I had a follow-up with a client, and this was her daughter, and I looked at my chart, and I had given this client, or I had suggested the client take a 10M. 10M is so high. I was like, oh, my gosh, did I lose my mind? So I 
with with a lot of tension and anxiety, I asked the mother how the daughter was doing. And she said the daughter was doing amazingly. What happened was this child was eight years old and had selective mutism. That meant that this child did not speak to anybody but her mother. She, for eight years, did not speak to her siblings, her teachers, her father, only her mother. So when she took this homeopathic remedy, within a week, she went over to her teacher and said, these two girls have been bothering me all semester. I mean, her teacher almost fell over and hit her head. <laughs> That's the kind of changes that a homeopathy can make. Now, even as a master herbalist, I do not believe that I could have made an herbal combination to get that girl to start speaking. Now, obviously, after she took those first couple of words, she needed therapy, play therapy, you know, a therapist to work with her. She no longer needed her homeopath. So back to your question. So Dr. Bach, being a homeopath, knew that you really needed to work with a homeopath because we really work on changing the body and the mind in a quite dramatic way. Whereas flower essences are, are essences that everyone can take. You can give it to your child if they're afraid to go to school the first day or if the child's afraid of, you know, spiders and bugs. You can use those kinds of flower essence. So herbs are a little bit different because Dr. Bach primarily used flowers, whereas herbalists use roots and seeds and leaves and flowers. We use sometimes the whole plant in a tincture, sometimes only part of the plant. And again, I would say that Bach flowers, you can use safely and herbs you should work with an herbalist unless you're reading Moodtopia because I explain the herbs for mood. So they all have their place in the healing process and, and the healing modalities are just all a slightly different. Is that clear? I, I love it. And I want to thank you for that because I know a lot of, I get a lot of questions about that. What's the differences? And you've explained it very easily for all of us. And, and I use both of them, so I understand it. But uh, you've really given us a wealth of information on separating the two and learning about both of those. Now, let me bring this up. Many people today, it seems millions of people are dealing with insomnia. Many people will not shut their smartphones off late in the evening. They literally have the phone in their face five minutes before they want to lay down and go to sleep, and they can't fall asleep. Uh, and I know there's different forms of insomnia. There's people who can fall asleep, but then they keep waking up in the middle of the night. And those who, it takes them an hour or so to finally fall asleep to stay asleep. So what kind of herbs do you like to use when people are dealing with different forms of insomnia? So my insomnia, since we're getting personal here, is <laughs> I had my same brain problem. just doesn't want to shut down. <laughs> I'm always thinking of 300 million things that need to be done, and, and I do want to do them. I do want to crawl back out of bed and write another article. So there are different forms of insomnia. But when you want to work on sleep, you have to start hours before. It's not like at 2 a.m. that you can take your melatonin, take your passion flower and your lemon balm, those are some herbs that help, and expect to go to sleep. So if you know you struggle with sleep, for instance, I would begin taking an herb with my dinner. And that herb could be lemon balm, which is calming and soothing. We could use some passion flower, which also helps and is calming and soothing. And we could use an herb like valerian. But then I would take the herb again 
two to three hours later. So let's say you had dinner at seven. I would then take the herb again about nine, and then I would take the herb again around 11. Because what happens is it's usually we get into these hyper modes, either from our smartphones or the list of things to do or anxiety over relationships, and they start to stir in the evening. So you really have to take steps. You know, obviously, we should all be meditating and breathing, and it's the best thing in the world. I mean, I find that so many of my clients have panic attacks from knowing that they should be meditating or panic attacks knowing that they should be breathing. So somehow we have to integrate these things into our lives in a non-stressful way, but you really have to use herbs in advance for them to start working at 11 or one o'clock at night. And if you're waking up in the middle of the night, I also speak about this in my book, Moodtopia. In Chinese medicine, it usually means that your liver needs support. And I have a whole chapter on how to support your liver because our liver functions two different ways. It functions one day during, one way during the day and one way at night. So if you're waking up at night, especially between three and four o'clock, that usually means that your liver needs some support. Well, you know what? I love Chinese medicine and, you know, they really focus on the areas of the body, you know, especially with the liver, like you said, you know, if it's going to be anxiety, sleeplessness, I know for a lot of women, the liver in Chinese medicine is targeted in the areas of hormonal balance, things of that sort. And that's a whole different discussion that you'll need to come back and help us discuss. But uh, let's talk about the herbs for You know, school just started for millions of kids around the country. A lot of kids are nervous either because they're going to a new school, have to make new friends, or they're just nervous in general because of homework and and new teachers. So what can we do or suggest for nervous kids to help them improve their mood, to calm down, but at the same time, improve their overall focus? So I'm going to go back to Skullcap, which I spoke about before, because Skullcap is just one of my favorites. And my specialty is women's health and pediatrics, although, of course, I help men. Everybody's husbands and fathers come to my office also. But I have just found Skullcap to be so amazing at helping kids stay calm and relaxed Um, During their school hours, because I find that it doesn't make them groggy at all, they can still be alert and focused. And if they come home from school and for a lot of kids, you know, trying to be social and trying to be popular and trying to get the teachers to like them is really stressful. You know, we forget about it. Being on buses and having to, you know, eat lunch in big cafeterias. So when they come home, you can, the parents can give them an herb called linden. Linden flowers are just beautiful and calming and helps with digestion. And then we can also give them an herb called catnip. Catnip is calming and soothing. It also is antiviral. And these kind of herbs I would give after school, whereas I would give the kids um, skullcap before school. You know, I love those suggestions because linden has always been one of my favorite herbs. And when I would, years ago, when I would talk to people, I always had a suggestion for those with, I'd call it nervous high blood pressure and combining hawthorn with linden has done wonders for so many people. And I'm so glad that you're bringing up these herbs that I've known for years that a lot of people are like, wow, what is that? So I know a lot of my listeners are hearing things that are brand new to them. 
And, uh, and I'm, I appreciate it so much that you're spending your time sharing with us about all, all of your herbal knowledge, which brings me to this point. What, how did you come, uh, or, or what, uh, encourage you to write this book moodopia because i know that you've dealt with over twenty thousand clients you noticed that there was a mood problem but also your book is really a great herbal reference as well right so in moodopia i have a 90-day plan to feeling more in control of your mood so this is what i was noticing in my office that i love talk therapy and i feel everybody should have a mentor or a therapist, because our lives are so confusing and complex. But what I saw was that when people do talk therapy years and years and years in a row, they don't necessarily feel better physically. Maybe they can get their husband to take out the garbage, or maybe they can, you know, stop getting agitated from their neighbors or their coworkers, but they still feel it in their stomachs. They still feel it in their gut, and they have indigestion, and they get these headaches. And one thing about herbs and my 90 day plan is that after 90 days, your body's going to feel calmer. Your brain's going to feel calmer because what happens is when we have high cortisol levels, our body responds and reacts. And we're kind of like, you know, like the slightest little thing that someone says can trigger and make us feel agitated. So in my book, besides herbs, and you can tell how passionate I am about herbs, I talk about things like random acts of kindness. Now, clinical studies show that random acts of kindness not only help the person that you're helping, but it helps you even more. Your cortisol levels instantly drop when you do something nice for a stranger, and your blood pressure also lowers. So if you have someone, which I have all the time in my office, people that feel agitated and nervous and late and rushing, just to hold the door open for someone that has a stroller or someone that has a walker, or if you're in line at the grocery store and someone's a couple pennies short, if you offer it to them, or if you're driving and there's an obnoxious driver that wants to get in your lane, you just kind of slow down and let them in. These random acts of kindness actually help you be more in control of your mood. So that's an easy, inexpensive way to start to feel calmer. And I have tons of suggestions like this. I mean, even smiling. Studies show that when you smile at another person, even if you're not in a good mood, even if you're not in a smiley mood, your body relaxes and calms down. It's so funny because I just read a study just yesterday about when you're exercising, how if you smile when you exercise, you don't get tired as quickly. So we're understanding that just by moving your lips in an upward shape, it will calm you down. So you can take on, let's say you're, 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 you know, part of my 90 day plan is, okay, let's do a one random act of kindness per day. And I want you to smile at five strangers. And I know it's like, does this really help with anxiety and stress? And the answer is, yes, it does. So, I mean, everyone can afford doing random acts of kindness and smiling, and you're going to reap the benefits even more than the people that you're smiling at. Isn't that amazing? I love it. If, if, if all of us together in this country would just spend time being kind to one another at least once a day and smile, I think we could lower the whole cortisol level of this country about a hundred notches or more. And, uh, it, it's really true. You know, just being kind, just smiling at someone 
it can change their day, but more importantly, like you said, it actually changes our day, but it also improves our overall health just by being nice and kind. Now, I want to know something because I understand that you are this supreme lactation consultant. What is that? So I I help women with breastfeeding problems. So statistics are really low in America of successful breastfeeding. The studies are like less than 20% of people nationwide are breastfeeding past six weeks. So 25 years ago, when I was sitting in the pediatrician office with one of my children, I was really shocked to hear all the difficulties that women were having. And I was like, wait a minute, this is natural. This is normal. So I went and I studied for five years. I really studied every medical text on breastfeeding and I worked in hospitals and clinics and I became an international board certified lactation consultant. And so I helped thousands of women breastfeed. And my clients, once they learn how to breastfeed pain-free, and their babies are happy and not colicky and satisfied. I mean, they easily nurse those babies for two years. So I really started, I had studied herbal medicine when I was back in university, didn't really do much with it, became an IBCLC, International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. And it was through my work as a lactation consultant that I started integrating alternative medicine because I thought, you know, before recently, women have been breastfeeding for thousands of years. I mean, before antibiotics were around, I mean, women had breast infections. So I started exploring natural ways to help with breast infections, too much milk, not enough milk, colicky babies, babies that had reflux and were throwing up. And once I started integrating alternative medicine, my practice just grew because people wanted to say, wow, how can I treat this naturally? And then that's where I came around where I saw all these moms and their mothers and their grandmothers just really struggling to keep it together emotionally in this kind of world of chaos. And that's why I wrote the book Moodtopia. So being a lactation consultant was really the impetus to this whole little little track that I went down. Well, Sarah Hanna, where can everyone buy your book, Moodtopia? So it's all over the Internet. You can get a link through my website, which is sarahana.com. That's S-A-R-A. C-H-A-N-A.com. Of course, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I mean, it's really available all over the internet. It's really exciting. Well, I want everyone listening to this program to go and get her book. You're absolutely going to love it. It is a wealth of information. And Sarah Hanna, I need to have you back on the show because I want to cover more subjects in the areas of herbal medicine. And I love your knowledge. I love the way that you spend time to explain it all so that all of us can understand it in a very easy manner. And you are a wonderful teacher. So uh, I, I need you. to have you back. I need to have you back. And, and I'm going to thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. And herbal medicine is considered people's medicine. And I tell my clients all the time, if I can teach you about four or five herbs, you'll have them for the rest of your life and you'll know when to use them and how to use them. It's a great tool people really should have. Well, I believe it. I know herbal medicine saved my life. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, go out, go to her website, uh, get her book, Mootopia. It's amazing what you can learn. And not only that, when you learn herbal medicine, you can't wait 
to share it with other people. So remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com and check out my daily television show, Think Natural, which airs nationwide. Check your local listings for that as well. And again, thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.